Um, I just want to take a few minutes. First of all, I want to extend uh, on behalf of our community condolences to uh, Dr. Larry and Susan Cable and Benjamin Benjamin Cable um, on the uh, untimely loss of their daughter and sister. Uh, beautiful woman and beautiful person. And um, the timing also during the time that we um, mourn the destruction of the temple, the Beis Amigdosh, you know, each person, each individual, each soul is like a Beis Amigdosh themselves. Belavavi Mishkan Evne, we're a Beis Amigdosh, and within ourselves we have a heart, and we have an altar, and we have sacrifices that we make, and... Uh, a lot of times, you know, a sacrifice involves the unfortunate a physical sacrifice. Somebody untimely passes from this world, but who knows what Hashem's plans is. But we extend the uh, condolences to the Cable family that may they be comforted together with all those that mourn Zion and Jerusalem and know of no more sorrow. Those who cannot make the special trip to their home. They'll be sitting Shiva at their home for the week of Shiva. Those who cannot make it for whatever reason, if you can't, uh, you could do the uh, mitzvah to fulfill it by uh, blessing them with the blessing of Amokim Menachem Eschem B'Serich Sha'arav Elitzim Rishalayim in today, in the shul, if you wish to do that. I also want to mention... Um, Herschel Ben Moshe, who's your side is today, uh, Mr. Meliger, right? It's Meliger? Meliger. Mr. Meliger has a very special, um, a very special merit, and he's very, uh, um, I guess, dear to me because uh, he was the one that helped with the construction uh, of the first Chabad Center and back on Worcester Road. Uh, Mr. Meliger at that time, he's, Baruch Hashem, he's upgraded, he does uh, uh, easier work in an office, I guess, in computers, things like that, in uh, engineering, but uh, he used to be a carpenter, he came from Russia, from Moldavia, I believe, right, from Moldavia, and he needed work, and he was good with his hands, and at that time we were constructing the basement uh, shul of, uh, on Worcester Road, and uh, Especially, I believe he did the mechitzas, the partitions that were used uh, uh, between the, the women and the men section. So we built, uh, I believe, five partitions. And they were like solid partitions, like they used to build them in the olden days. Not those flimsy ones on the wheels that topple over. And it was like a, a, a big job, you know, it was like the sukkahs, you know, those heavy sukkahs built out of two-by-fours with, with big panels that you need like six people to schlep. <laughs> Uh, so those were those those were mechitzas that really stood. You know, they were uh, uh, actually they were on wheels too, but they were um, they were solid. You know, it was kind of very bulky and hard to store. So we actually eventually got rid of them. <laughs> but uh, um, so uh, his yard site. So he comes in for the yard site. So it's uh, very special. Uh, and um, you know that um, I mentioned uh, earlier the. The uh, reason why we mourn so much uh, the destruction of the temple is because 
we, we need to think about it so that we can uh, pray that we get it back. If we don't remember, if we don't, uh, if we're not troubled by the Beis Amikdash not being here, if we don't make a day to remember that, then inevitable, it's going to get lost in, 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 in the day-to-day activities. So the rabbis instituted a day in which the Klal Yisrael gets together to remember, to mourn the destruction of the temple on the day that it was destroyed. And that helps us not give up, not to sort of throw in the towel and say, this is already 2,000 years ago, but it strengthens our belief, our amuna, our trust in Hashem, that we are going to immediately see the new Beis Amigdash. Hashem will grant us the opportunity and life and health that we can experience with our own eyes the Beis Amigdash, the coming of Mashiach, Meherbi Amenu. So, similar to a yard site, which is the day of passing. So the day of passing means when the physical person passed away from this world, we take that day and we make a yard site. So Tishabov is the yard site for basically for the Beis Hamikdash. But there is a very strong parallel here because A, the Beis Hamikdash only physical structure has been taken from us, but the spiritual, the holiness, the sanctity, that is still here. That didn't go anywhere. That's still the place of the Beis Hamikdash, the Western Wall. We all know that's here today. It didn't go anywhere. It doesn't leave. It's still here. And the same thing is with a soul. When you do a yard site, the soul didn't go, it didn't cease to exist, God forbid. It continues to live, but in a different in a different realm, in a different sphere. But it's definitely there. And that's why we remember this all. As a Yorzeit, as Tishabov, it's the same, same kind of a concept. And as we pray in all of our prayers, and we say, We're praying that the Beis Amigdash be built. That means that what? That we are confident and we are certain that the Beis Amigdash will be built. And that this separation between the Jewish people and the Beis Amigdash is only temporary. It's something that we're going to get back. And the same thing is true for every Jewish soul and for every Jewish person that while it is very difficult, a loss, a tragedy like that, but we are sure and we are confident, we believe with complete faith that this is only a short separation. But when Mashiach will come speedily in our days, we will all be together again. All the souls that were here in the bodies will be revived and they will be the re the uh, the resurrection of the dead, those who passed on will become alive again. And together with all the tzaddikim, and together with our Rebbe who will lead us, we will all be able to go together in the third Beis Amikdosh, 
that was built, as we said in the Haftorah, we know that the third base Amidosh is said is going to be built out of fire. So why? What's so fire? Well, everything that Hashem builds is fire. Because you see, fire represents building of Hashem. And we see in the Chumash, in the Rashi, all the time, in the Gemara, when Hashem showed him, it was a matbeah, a coin, it was a fire. A menorah, of fire. Everything from above, when Hashem shows, it's all fire. But over here we say, not only does Hashem show a Beis Amigdash of fire, but the Beis Amigdash over here will be a fire. The Beis Amigdash itself will be fire. The reason what it means, what it represents, is that at that point it will be fire so that nothing can take it. The only reason that the Beis Amigdash could burn was because it wasn't a fire. But if it's with fire then fire won't be able to consume it. This actually represents the concept that that Beis Amigdash is eternal, that that Beis Amigdash is going to be with us for eternity, and nothing will be able to take that away, to destroy it, and no nations will have any uh, power to do any harm to us. And it says the reason, it says, Ki ato Hashem that's what the Pasuk says that we read in the Nachim that we say in the comfort, that we say in the Mincha uh, for Tishabov. You Hashem have put the Beis Hamikdash on fire, with fire you have burnt it, and you are going to rebuild it with fire. We know that Hashem works measure for measure, that He works measure for measure. If Hashem has destroyed the Beis Hamikdash through fire, he gives us back the Beis Amikdash, but he gives us a Beis Amikdash of fire so that nobody should be able to touch it. And as the uh, verse says, and we find ourselves now in a time in which the nations of the world are plotting, are trying to do harm to the Jewish people. First, they try to do it on the battlefield, and then they try now to cause... Uh, bad name, trying to go to various different things to trying to put the Jewish people on, in in in, uh, in a bad light, and we know we see some of the unbelievable the soldiers the how brave they are, how motivated, how steadfast they are in their belief, in their mission and what they were doing, and there's a lot of a lot of uh, anecdotes and a lot of stories going around on the various different blogs and you see how the Jewish people are all united that fortunately, you know, two Jews, there's three opinions and most of the time uh, we don't get along and there is uh, one Jew on an island and then there is two shuls to one he goes and one he doesn't go. That's the usual way. But the unusual thing is that this time, this time around, it seems like to the right, to the left, to the middle. Yeah, of course, now after it happens, you know, I'm sure the, the wise people have come up with ideas. But during the difficult times, it looked like Am Yisrael was united. We were all like one. We all stood by them. And it was really, you know, just six months ago we had... Um, People screaming against the IDF, against Israel, against the army. You remember they were making meetings and they were coming to New York and there was going to all the rabbis, they were going to, I don't know, you know, condemn, you know. 
And look, you know, you see that all, all, all the rabbis looks like from all the extremes. You know, of course, they're probably, you got a few in the Turakart over there, probably on the fringe over there, so, you know, that joined the Palestinians, but that's not even worthy of mentioning in a shul, the name and things like that. But by and large, you see that the Jewish people are all united together. It's unfortunate that it takes such a war and it takes such a toll in some of our best and brightest in the people, young people, 63 uh, soldiers, young, young people who had the whole life in front of them perished and then uh, many more who got injured, unfortunately. It took that to get the people together. We should keep that spirit alive. That's the challenge now. While the things are calming down, and of course, you know, and nobody wants war, nobody wants to kill anybody else, nobody wants to get killed. Problem is that we have no choice. We're brought into situations in which we have to defend ourselves. You know, what can we do when people want to shoot you, want to kill you? So you have no choice but to stand up and to defend yourself. And regardless if the world understands it or not, or they want to understand it or don't want to understand it. And, you know, these are all people who have a long history who during historically didn't lift a finger while the, a third of the Jewish people were annihilated, uh, God forbid, by the by the enemies, by the Yemachshimom. Nobody, everybody stood by and nobody helped them. And even when some of them saved themselves and made it to this country on the boat, the United States, uh, it's, it's a malchus al chesed, but unfortunately sent them back to, uh, to perish in that time. So, we know that we cannot rely, we cannot rely on anybody to protect us and to guarantee that somebody is going to uh, take care of us. And that's the unfortunate reality. But Hashem has definitely shown us tremendous miracles because there was casualties, there was uh, losses, but it's astounding and the world is in awe and they attribute it to the technology, but it's Hashem's blessing. There's no question. You see, technology helps. It's God's means of uh, sending the blessing. But if Hashem, if God doesn't protect the city, those who, uh, the Pesach says that uh, if Hashem doesn't guard the city, the guards are wasting their time. Because... At the end of the day, yes, we need the shemrim, we need the people to guard, we need all the technology, but it is God that sends his blessings. It's God that sends his support through these natural means. And God has shown us tremendous miracles. We should stay tight. That is the key. Even after, as things come down, we should not go back to our old ways, to our old little petty grievances and disagreements and and things that we do differently, we should keep a united front, a front of Ahdus. This will bring down Hashem's blessing. This will bring down uh, the success. And this will bring us Mashiach. Now, Mashiach it says that Mashiach was born on Tishabav. It says, Mashiach was actually born on Tishabav. So, may Hashem bless us all that uh, 
the rest of the summer, whatever is left of it, left of it, we should have a successful and enjoyable rest of the summer. And may Hashem comfort the broken hearts and heal them. And may the memory of Herschel ben Moshe be for a blessing to his son and to the whole family. And we all merit to be together with our Rebbe, Mashiach should come, Malkeinu Bereshenu, and we hope that before the day is over, before tomorrow, before Chamish Osar Be'av, which is the time in which we experience the greatest Yom Tovim, the greatest miracles, the Mesa Midbar stopped dying, Hashem again spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu, Hashem again showed his expression of love, as Tishabov is behind us, a whole new energy of joy, of simcha, of goodness, gladness of heart should be upon all of us, and we should be able to celebrate in true joy. After uh, we daven Mairev, in about five minutes, after we daven Mairev, uh, we'll also wash our hands fully because we had not had the chance to do that in the morning. We only washed the fingers, so we're going to wash our hands fully. And then we'll also do Kiddush Lavana. I suppose that there's a Lavana out there, based on that we'll do Kiddush Lavana. And hopefully we can uh, be done by uh, Mitzvah Shem by 8.35 and break our fast then. Till then, uh, easy fasting and Mashiach now.